Welcome to Sneaky Athletic, the disease-free podcast. Fingers crossed. We've been tested. Uh, for what diseases? Well. Okay. Uh, so we are going to avoid the C word, mm-hmm. this podcast. This is meant to be a distraction. 100%. We're distracting ourselves, and hopefully we can give you guys some distraction. Um, help you forget about uh, all the media and the emails and the text messages and everything that you've been seeing. So uh, without further ado, we're going to get into it. We're going to, we have all of our regular segments, Beef, Lifestyle, What the Fee, Google This. Uh, we have some SAP MDB. We've been watching some good shit. Um, Alec has a conspiracy corner. We're going to dive into that. Big day in the NFL. Sports are back. And by me back, I mean tweeting about sports is, is back, um, which is awesome. It's exactly what we needed. Uh, Alec has some NBA stuff. We'll get into that. Uh, but before all of that, we'll give a quick word from our sponsor, the one and only fertilizer service company. Do you know where they're at? God's country. Fairfax, Missouri. Same thing. Oh yeah. Synonymous off highway 59. Call them, text them. Actually, that probably won't work, but drop them a like on Facebook, tweet them, tell them that we sent you. They probably don't have a Twitter either. You could do hashtag uh, FSC. All publicity Let's get is good. Hashtag publicity. FSC trending, and then people won't know what hit them. Interesting. Uh, more distractions. Bring it on. Contact them 660 686 2402. Keeping God's country as good as she grows. All right. Let's get started. My soul, I gave it all, but loving you was never easy. All right, man, how was your weekend? It was good. What about you? It was good. I mean, as good as it could be. One of us followed protocol. Those protocols were not put in place. I follow. Hey, we're disease free. Yeah. I followed the protocols <laughs> that were put into place. I don't know what you're talking about. To be honest, I have no idea uh, why there would be any protocols currently. So, yeah. Um, I do have some beef though. Let's hear it. So I have. Gotten a little bit more into board games recently. As one does when they turn 24. I've always been that kind of nerd, regardless. But I'm sick and tired of paying. I mean, minimum, you're paying $35 for one of these board games. All the way expensive. to like 160 sometimes. None of them come with the little figures fucking painted. That's part of the experience. It's to, it's to like to make you want to play it more. Like, put you spend more time with it. I don't disagree, but if I'm going to start spending $100, some of this shit needs to come pre-prepared. That's fair. I, it's just ridiculous. And I'm not good with my hands in that way. I think that they just assume that since you're spending that much t- money on a board game, you have a lot of free time already. Yeah, I'm going to have to go and buy paints, brushes, the whole thing. I don't- it should come with that. Yes. I'll at, least, I'll at least give you that. It should come with everything to prepare your character or, or your pieces. at least like some suggestions on how to do it. Like we recommend this. Or just a link to a YouTube video or a link to a website. That oh, like, yeah. That would be nice as well. Yeah. It should be like, here, check out our website for more details. Like they don't have to give you a book and waste a bunch of paper, but just be like, hey, you can go on our website and go to like the fucking board pieces section and it'll show you everything you need to know. I feel like I'm already spending enough time playing this game because you never like sit down and they're, you know, 25 minutes typically, you know, that that's a short, super short game. Yeah. This isn't, this isn't like a crossword puzzle or a Sudoku. This right. is, I need more if I'm already going to commit this much time. I agree. An effort. It's a scam. Well, I mean, they already got you. Yeah. No, I'm hooked in. I'm locked in. Now. Yeah. It really is one of my favorite. You're fully committed. Oh, for sure. What are you mad about? Birds. Yeah. Yeah. So we've... Any of them? 
I think they were starlings. Okay. But uh, Alec and I have had a, a little run-in Ooh. with the birds here recently. Those birds. I'm surprised that you know what birds they are. Go ahead. I'll well, I had to look at them. Fair. So um, this was like almost right after we recorded last week. It was literally right after yeah. we recorded because our house smelled. Yeah. So our dryer was not working at all. And like it wasn't drying anything. And you were still like water on the inside. Four or five loads and minimum. It smelled. Whole It place. reeked. And I was like, at first we both kind of like, like subconsciously blamed it on each other. Like without telling each other at first. And then we both were like, no, that's not possible. Yeah. I was like, you, then me. And I was like, this would have been a problem already. Yeah. We're like, these are the first loads of laundry we've ever done here. Mm -hmm. So naturally, as I do, I watched a few YouTube videos on how to fix it. And the little like exhaust, the like flexi exhaust, if you guys look behind your dryer, there's like a flexi exhaust pipe. And most of them were like, oh, clean those out. They're full of lint. And it's usually causing, you know, your dryer not to work that well or causing it to smell. Kitty Foreman would truly be proud of how well we cleaned the lint trap. Yeah, I was I was like, all right, I'll just do that. And it, it was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. It was late. And you had sheets in the dryer. Unfortunately. And uh, My one set. So, like, I disconnect it. And I'm like, Jesus, fuck, this is heavy. And I like, I'm, I kind of like look where it's connected. And I can see sticks. And I was like, oh God, this is not good. And, uh, I take it. I go outside and I start dumping it out. And there's four dead birds inside that little fucking exhaust pipe. So I have two questions. One, do you think that they were a family? Possibly. I think more like friends or siblings. They're all like the same size. I need charlie to uh go over yeah. some bird law with me and how that works yeah do i get to sue the birds for like trespassing probably well i actually the first set of birds could probably sue the second set of birds ah uh, i wonder if it was like a what is that when you like refuse to leave a, the, is it like squatting they were like yeah. squatting yeah, I, anyway. I think they're more perchers, honestly. Oh, good. good. So I I emptied that out, and just the next day I called Landlord. She was like, oh, my God. She's like, I am so sorry. Sent a guy in. He fucking goes to clear it out, breaks his drill bit off. Like, it had a long, like, snake, and it went in there. and was supposed to basically just, like, drill, and then he could pull everything out. It was so wedged full of sticks and mud and shit that it broke his drill bit off. So he had to go up in our attic and disconnect it all and like man and like clear it out by hand. Probably not a great day on the job for him. No, and it was late five thirty six o'clock when he showed up. Yeah, he probably thought it was a quick fix. Yeah, he was not. He was not that. Heavy. Luckily, he was a cool guy. But birds. Yeah, I got beef with birds. My dad always used to tell me that that was a possibility growing up, and I just didn't believe him. Yeah, they're just they're trying to fucking inhabit whatever they can. The, I guess the little flap on the end where the exhaust goes outside of our house was just broken off or fell off mm-hmm. and they just fucking started going in. He said it was like 15, 20 feet of just feathers and sticks and mud. So my second question was, were those birds here specifically for us? Like were those our FBI agents? No, they were here long before us. Okay. Cause they were fermented. They were dead. Good bird. Like, stew. like long dead. The furthest one in had just been exhausted by the fucking steam that comes out of our dryer. Like, just cooked. Oof. Yeah. Oh. I was just glad none of them were alive and I had to, like, fight them. You think that's they would have had the capacity to fight you at that point? I don't know how fresh they were. Like, if they... if they Fresh did, is not a good word to use there. And well, if you saw them like I did, fresh is the perfect word. Um, like, if they were dehydrated, then no. Like, I would... You know, they would have just stayed on the ground. But if they had some, like, fucking vigor... They were could have got me. I was a little worried. Okay, I'm just saying. Yeah, no. It was no. dark too. I couldn't exactly see what was going on. I didn't want it to be rats. I was very worried it was gonna be rats at first too. Okay, I guess that they could have gotten in through the ceiling. Where that yeah, did that. Like okay, I did. I, that was just my first worry. And then once I saw like feathers, I was a little less worried. And then once I saw the first body. 
How good are rats at climbing vertically? Super good. Just straight up the wall? I mean, it probably has to have some texture. Huh. But, like, there's plenty of shit to climb on in here. Any animal that's smaller than, a like, a chihuahua, I, I just don't know that much about. Huh. It's never really occurred to me. I wonder why. Because <laughs> who gives a fuck about them? Some of them are fucking scary. I learned about them, like, spiders. Spiders are friends. Spiders eat other bugs. Yeah, and they have way too many legs. I don't mind that. Which do you, which do you dislike more, spiders or centipedes? Oh, centipedes, like a hundred percent. What about millipedes? Even more than centipedes. Fair enough. There's. I'm okay with eight legs, truly. I know a lot of people who have like. A, a pretty strong fear towards centipedes and millipedes. Oh no, yeah, they like they more freak me the hell out. Like more people are are scared of them than that I know than are just like okay with. Like I'm okay with them, but I know pretty much everyone I know is like fuck those things. I can move a centipede out of the house. A millipede, I'm not touching. That's that's truth. I will call you in if I ever have a millipede <laughs> problem, like a distressed wife. That's what I'm here for. Well, married to the game. All right, what's your lifestyle tip? Wet wipes. Yep. I, toilet paper is apparently an issue now, but none of you guys have uh, truly experienced the full pleasure that you can get from everything booty cleaning related. I mean, a bidet is probably even better than this. Bidet. That's the that's the ultimate goal. It's the upper echelon. Yeah. A Japanese toilet, honestly. Just a full unit. They have the remote control on the side, has like the heated seat. Wow. The bidet. The bidet has like different cycles you can run through, like super soaker. It's I don't think that's throne. what they call it, but. <laughs> well, I mean, they come from emperors and they like to sit on thrones. Toilets do? No, the Japanese. Come from emperors. All well, like the, the. Well, you know. Sure. The people who had the money to invent the bidets. The super toilets were probably the people. Honestly, I think it's probably the opposite because the other people smelled worse. I don't know. I just know the Japanese are very inventive and they and they yeah. they like luxury. More than more than most, they really like luxury. We'll get into some things that they also like later. Oh okay. Yeah. Is that a threat? No. Okay. No. Uh but anyways, you should buy some wet wipes and just wipe your ass because uh it's probably smelling and it really helps. And I know that like if you're a guy, there's probably a ninety percent chance you got a hairy booty hole. More than ninety. And well, some men have escaped, you know. They've done a little manscaping. It's just it's too much. It it will smell bad. It doesn't matter how many times you wipe, how clean that toilet paper is. This is just a better option. It's cheap too. Oh yeah. It's oh, yeah. really not that expensive. Honestly, they're nice for multitudes of things. Like, I use them every once in a while. Like, my toothbrush will leave that, like, gross little, like... Yeah, I clean my bathroom residue. counter off. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's, I mean, it's like having... It's I, a multi-use tool. I, I treat it like like a cross between a Clorox wipe and the best toilet paper you've ever used. Yeah. Without the disinfectant. Yeah, without the, like, bleaching your asshole part. Honestly... If they were scented, I'd probably like them even better. I bet there are. Yeah. We're just not to that point yet. Well, we're not to bidet yet, so that's probably the level above. We're somewhere in between. Yep. In the next year, we'll get there. I hope so. I hope so. What are you going to tell the people? Yeah, so my lifestyle tip is learning to function without sports. Mm -hmm. A lot of us, um, and by us, I mean 20-something uh, white males base our lives around sports. This podcast based around sports. It's a narrow scope. I think more people than white males are into sports that religiously. Well, I don't want to say us. I guess so sports you just watchers. described us very specifically? Us too, yeah, in our friend group. You need some more diversity. So do you. I um, mean... Anyway, us us sports watchers. I'll, there, okay. I'll, I'll broaden it. Us who watch sports almost every night a week or 
majority of our social media is sports related. Um, we're we're taking a hard hit. We're going to talk about it later where we got a big bump. It was like uh, we got a, like a, a extra large dose today on Twitter compared to the last week or so. Because um, like, you know, not to uh, the day after this episode comes out, it's supposed to be one of the greatest days in sports. Which is? First day of March Madness. That's what Thursday <sighs> was supposed to be. Sad. I didn't want to have to say that and remind everybody, but that's what we were going to get to experience. We're not going to. But what I have to fill the void. Yes. Marble racing. This is something as a YouTuber. Marble racing? Like you just marble, roll a bunch of cigarettes down Marble the racing. Uh, which cigarette do you think would win just to play this Newports. idea out? Not even close. It's a fair point. I think the worst cigarette would be one of those crushes. They're weighted on one end. They might just circle around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not uh, balanced. Yeah, and honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to think uh, Marlboro wins, and specifically the hundreds, which are longer cigarettes if you're not a smoker, and specifically because they cover more surface area, and I feel like the Marlboro is going to be a little bit I would like to change my answer. packed and rounded. American Spirits. No, yeah, that that's it. Yep. Smoke longer, so they got to be a little denser, heavier. They have a little more weight. You've got to be rolling them downhill. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you're just yeah. Like rolling all the cigarettes at once. Yeah. American Spirits. Yep. Okay, now that we have that settled, marble <laughs> racing. Like the fucking things that you... I don't even know. Do people even... The little glass balls. Whatever... The stuff that your mom probably has in a jar as decoration around your house somewhere. I know my mom does. We have a lot of marbles in my house. I don't know. Weird flex. I, I think it was just something my dad collected. I don't know. My mom just turned it into a Can decoration. You play it? How do you even? Isn't it where you just like throw them into a ring? Yeah, there's like a circle and you gotta like knock them out. It's like a. It's like bocce, kind of. It's like closer curling. Okay. I've never played that. I just always looked at them. Um, hmm. So, anyways, this guy races marbles. He does it everywhere from like the beach to now he's done it so much and he's got enough views on YouTube. He's like built a whole arena. And he has the Marble Olympics. Can you enter your own marble? What are the specifications per marble? So they, there are different types of marbles. If you're a rookie to this, you might not know. There's like Which cat's eye marbles. There's So those are the ones that are like clear and it looks like kind of like a cat eye or like an almond Clear in the on middle. the outside. Clear on the outside yeah. and you can see and it has a colorful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's different like – there's like solid orange ones. Basically, he splits them up into teams and then they each have their own fan section. Nice. And then they cheer, and then he narrates it. And they're fucking, like, sweet little things they race through. And one part, they, they go underwater, just like they're swimming. How are the teams divided? By color. Seems racist. Well, I mean, race, it, like, race is kind of a portion <laughs> of the Olympics. Like, you have to be from a certain country, and that's your team. I, whenever you started that sentence, I really thought you meant race was a part of this whole operation. Well, <laughs> racing is also the basis of this. Um, but yeah, he just splits them up and he narrates it and it's beautiful. And I know people bet on it, even though it's predetermined or it's already, you, you could just fast forward and know it's not predetermined. I shouldn't say, well, I don't know. The result has already happened because you're watching a video that's on YouTube, but you're fa- watching and learning, but you're watching time. live. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's anybody's game. At any point, are you not watching live? What do you mean? So you're saying that the person who is watching it is watching it live. So if I no, he he does it and then he goes back and narrates it like with a nice microphone. Right, but I'm saying that at any point when you're personally watching it, you are watching it live to you. I guess, yeah, but it's not a live event. Right, but you're watching it live. So I like old shows. I I can watch Friends live tonight. From my living I mean, room. Yeah, that's like saying you bought a used car and calling it a new car, and then somebody's like, no, that's not. And you're like, well, it's new to me. You're one of those. I don't know. Yeah, I'm way off track today. Yeah. Um, but marble racing, I saw this other guy who does these fucking rock skipping videos. Ooh. And it's awesome. He He might be, he would be an elite level submarine pitcher in the major leagues. He probably was. And like, he was an older Asian gentleman. 
and I'm assuming he probably played baseball over in wherever, whatever his country of origin is. Isn't submarine pitching more popular over there? I don't know. It's a good question. Could be. I know it's super difficult to do more than just straight up sidearm. Like he's actually like going down. Like it's supposed to be easier on your ground. arm, though. But yeah, like that's why softball pitchers can just mm-hmm. pitch the whole game. But he is too fucking good at skipping rocks. I don't. At think one that point there's in time, a limit. At one point in time, when I like one of the videos I was watching, they slow mo it so it looks like it's about to stop, and then they switch it back to regular speed, and it just keeps going for like another fifty yards. Wow! Like you think they slow mo it, and they're like to make you feel good as a normal person, you're like oh maybe I could do that, and then they're like nope, flip it back to normal <laughs> speed, and it just keeps Love going. That. Today's the first day I realized you had an accent. What? A, what's my accent? Marble. I just like round my R's. It sounds like you're saying Marble. wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow? Yeah. Wheelbarrow. O-U-G- or O-W. Yeah, I say wheelbarrow. Yeah, but it sounds like you're saying Marble. Yeah, yeah it, every time you say that, I think of the cigarette. Marble. There you go. Yeah, I said marble. Everybody who's listening to this is going to be on my side. It's fine. Marble. There you go. You got it. Yeah. I, some words I don't try. Like I say fur. When I'm like talking quickly, instead of four. Yeah. Well, like there's words that I if some I just naturally say don't three instead of three. Well, I don't do that. <laughs> Nobody does that. Um, there's certain words that my brain has just decided I don't have to try on. Yeah. Because whenever I'm talking about a marble, mar, now you've got I, exactly. me so mind fucked. You've got me mind fucked. Marble. Not when I talk about that, I already like my brain just like all right, shortcut, go to the next word. No, that's fair. I, oh, I get that. I get yeah, that. Yeah, it's like quit wasting your energy. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, what's your, what the feed? I got a couple of them. My first one is this man who had posted on the male living space Reddit, which is just, you know, men who set up their room and it looks nice and they post it there just to get support from other men. It's just good, guys being dudes. Yeah, it's a good little community. So this guy sets up uh, his space, puts it up. Caption is, all mine after my wife kicked me out. So somebody comments and goes, why'd she kick you out? And he comments back for being completely devoid of love and emotion. Her words, not mine. So she had uh, really reeled him that day. My man's salty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, China uh, divorce rates have gone through the roof as well. (laughs) Because they're trapped? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And last but not least, uh, the Peloton girl clapped back on Twitter this week by saying, not such an insensitive gift now, is it? It was yeah, a tough I word for me to get through. Insensitive, yeah. yeah we, insensitive. We've been struggling today. Um, I would love to have a Peloton. I mentioned that the other day. I think this is the perfect time to have one. I don't want one. Where are you going to put it? Well, that's an issue, but that's something that I will overcome. I probably just would put it in my room. Fair enough. But I don't want to... If I'm going to work out, I don't want to leave, and then if I... It's sitting down at least part of the time. Listen, I'm not here for how you're going to set up your indoor bike. I'm not, it's not about setting up. It's just a, I think it's a better way to work out. Not better, but just easier. I'm just looking for cop-outs. Okay. Um, what you got? My what the feed is ISIS has now told its terrorists to not to travel to Europe. I don't think that they're currently terrorists. That's that. That's hey, it's what the feed. We read the article the titles that we are given. That's fair, but do you get my point with that? They haven't committed an act of terror yet. Well, you know what? The New York Post is a clickbaity fucking. That's true. That's very true. It's where I get half my what the feeds. Really, it's there, and then the relationship Reddit. <laughs> that's true. You those, really love that one. Those are my like, two fucking go-to places to find what the feeds. But yeah, they're fucking concerned. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why they would be. There's nothing going on in life right no. now. That, I guess you know. it's just like, you know, they want to like, don't go to Paris until later in the spring when it's more beautiful. Nice of them. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, Hey guys, tomatoes aren't in season yet. Don't go to Italy. You're going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> like, just wait. 
<sighs> you have I I wish I had more to contribute to that joke, but I don't. Um yeah, I'm out. All right. So my Google this this week is also from Reddit since we're huge fans. Minecraft Library provides a platform for censored journalists. So if you don't know, Minecraft has become hugely expansive where people have recreated entire cities. Fun little fact, they recreated Denmark bit by bit, and then a bunch of Americans came in and just toppled it over and put <laughs> up USA flags. But country- It's a fucking cutthroat world out there in Minecraft. Yeah, it's a blocky block world yeah. for sure. They are way into it and they have created this huge library that people can access onto because a lot of places with censored internet still have access to this game and you can go and I have no idea how you can read shit in this game in a library that is beyond my capacity. Literally games that look like that make me motion sick, but they have collected a ton of internet articles and works that people can go in and access because their government doesn't typically allow them to. Whoa. It's literally like hacking into the system via Minecraft. Like it's some future shit that like I don't want to ever. How does somebody even come up with that idea? I don't. And then they have to communicate because they need help. Right. Because other I would assume that the person who started it probably reached out or, you know, got the idea and was like, I need aid from countries who aren't prohibitive on their Internet. Yeah. You need like. Mm -hmm. Either people from at least all over the United States, if not further out, uh, people who speak different languages. Right. Like, you need a whole army. Yeah. And it is a library. Yeah. I, oh, I'm sure the if you're into Minecraft, like, you're good you at time. Or, you're, you got time and you're good at, like, organizing and good with details. Like, the people who are really into Minecraft are so detail-oriented. And like take things and like you're literally building it like block by block and building different structures. It's pretty expansive looking at the picture of it. Uh, like it's huge. Like they have gardens out in front, uh, stuff like that. It's wild, but they're also so good at that. Like if I were to play Minecraft, it would take me forever just to build like a tiny little house. And they just like, without even thinking, just like collect resources, build all this shit. Like I don't even really know, but I know. I don't know that much. Yeah. I, I really don't know. I've never played it. I know that uh, they use it in schools sometimes. Really? Yeah. Cause it like helps creativity. They can design actual it's like things. structured. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. But they, you know, are all on this server and anybody has access to that server. So I assume that at some point somebody's going to be privy and shut down that server and then they'll just open yeah. up a new one and you can just copy it. I'm sure somebody, yeah. I'll say sure. Somebody has it saved on like a hard yeah. drive. Interesting. Interesting little uh, it's wild tidbit. Uh, so my Google this, uh, Stereo Gum, which is a music blog, did a profile on Fiona Apple. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a singer-songwriter, and she just released a new album. Uh, and so just a little snippet um, from the article is, Fiona Apple says that she quit cocaine after one excruciating night at Quentin Tarantino's house with Paul Thomas Anderson Quote, every addict should just get locked in a private movie theater with uh, Quentin Tarantino and Paul Thomas Adam Anderson on coke, and they'll never want to do it again. Show me your feet. Show me your fucking feet right now. Wh- like, what? It's got to just be sandals only, for sure, first and foremost. I feel like... Tarantino was probably grinding his teeth so fucking loud. He looks, he always, his smile uh-huh. is that like teeth grindy look. Ooh, I, honestly, I didn't really need that picture in my head, but it's pretty accurate. Yeah. And then I, I assume somebody did the old, uh, you want to reach my popcorn bucket trick um, since they're in a movie theater? You think his private movie theater has popcorn buckets? With holes in the bottom? Probably. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. That's. Yeah. So that trick probably got pulled 15 times. How many times do you think there have been feet in those holes? I just, you're not like. I can't get over it because like the last two Tarantino movies I've watched, like it's just been so prominent. Like now that he has like. He's just open okay, about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, Which he should. I mean. Very, well, everybody's like, you know, publicized it and whatever. Now he's, I feel like he's leaning into it. And maybe this is like truly what he wants at the end of the day. But like. 
Come on, buddy. The rest of us need a break. Well, we should just become better movie directors and then we can direct the movies. Because right now, he's too fucking good at it. I don't know. I think his uh, last one was a little off. It. I need to once re- upon a once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I need to rewatch it because I was kind of falling asleep a little bit halfway through. Not because it was love that bad movie, just as I was exhausted. Um, it it was this last one was a little more of like a niche audience. Like mm-hmm. you know, you have to be a certain like you. It was a polarizing movie, not in like a good or a bad way, just in like whether people liked it or they didn't. True. Um, Let's talk I'm about- just so in, like I just can't stop thinking about what was going on inside that movie theater. To there, make her never want to do coke again. There are some places my brain doesn't want to explore. Fair enough. But let's talk a little bit uh, more TV, movies. What you got? So, the season three of Westworld premiered Correct. this last Sunday. And I'm not going to say this, this first episode was groundbreaking in any way. Because it, was, it wasn't. It was beautifully shot. Fair. Uh, it was shot in... Uh, Singapore, right? A couple of places. There was no way that all of that was just in one area. Honestly, Singapore's pretty developed. They have that super that, sweet Formula the, One track there. They have too. that sweet hotel. It's yeah. three, like, they just have... Uh, they got some shit. Well, they have the actual biggest... They're, they have, like, Las Vegas on steroids there. Las has, Vegas can be on steroids. It has more casinos. Is prostitution legal there, too? Maybe. If it is, it yeah. That's they a call good it like comparison. Vegas of the East, or like something like that. I don't know. That I read a couple articles on it. It's a crazy place. Anyways, it's beautifully shot, and they're basically just setting up all of season three, um, so that you could kind of just they could. I think these next couple episodes are just going to jump in, um, instead of just kind of giving you like a like shot out of a cannon episode. It's not just like, it's not like, uh, the outsider where yeah. it just reels you in in two seconds, which the a pilot episode kind of has to do that. I we're, mean, season three, episode one. Yeah. You're we're committed. In, yeah. We're point. in season three of a show that's already has some pretty good notoriety. They've won mm-hmm. Emmys. Like, so they're, they're like, all right, let's build. And I think it's going to be a good fucking season. I truly think that all of this is just a build up to the sequel. The sequel. Eastworld. Ah. Mm-hmm. That's where you're going. Yep. Dad jokes. All right. Uh, we do have Aaron Paul in this season, Jesse yes. Pinkman, and he looks like he's going to do a great job. There was uh, Marshawn Lynch. Surprising, but yes. He did an okay job. Uh, the punch he threw was underwhelming. I'll just leave it at that. Is this an episode breakdown? No. Um, I'm just letting the people know they need to watch it. I forgot how good season two was. You went back and watched it, and I, I was picking I up. To. I was picking up bits and pieces, and just you know, moving around doing stuff. Great, great television. I watched season two in like three days. Season one was even better than that. Yeah, but I think it's season one of television shows usually is the. I feel like one of their better seasons. They there's more action. There's more like trying to reel you in and get you committed to a show. I think for drama or action, but I don't necessarily think that's relevant with comedy. Well, yeah. I mean, most comedies, it's episode to episode. It doesn't even carry over. True. Like a lot of, like you think about some of the, like, I don't know, like sitcom wise, you go back and look at like right. friends is one of the most, the office, like there is some carryover, but it's each episode is a blank canvas, but a good comedy that started off strong. Dave just came out. True. Yep. It has been pretty fire so far. Yeah, yeah, definitely worth a watch. Great. Fantastic. The last episode, I think, was the funniest, which was season three. or Episode three. Yeah, you got me flip-flopped. Yeah. Season one, episode three. Season Correct. three, episode one. Also, what I love about Dave, it's a you can bang them out. It's a 30-minute, what is it, they're 22 or 30-minute uh, series. I love that. That time slot is the best. Because you can just like sit there and then all of a sudden you're five episodes deep and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Like if you really want to wait for all of them to come out on Hulu and just binge it, it would be the perfect one to binge. I think my favorite is truly an, a television hour. So like the 42 minute, yeah. 44 minute, somewhere in between there. Yeah, I like those too. It's just, 
if I'm if I'm like like when we started Barry, and we're like, oh, we're a whole season behind. Then all of a sudden, I looked up, we're eight episodes in. I was like, that's such a good feeling. Yeah, Barry's a banger too. Yeah, but lots of good comedy. Dave, um, the best way I can describe it is a combination of Curb and Workaholics. Yeah, I I kept calling it like like Curbaholics. No, like a younger generation's Curb. So I don't necessarily agree with that because I don't specifically feel like Dave is constantly the asshole that LD it's is. It's different. LD and LD. Sorry. Yeah. Shit. Larry David is. Yeah. It It's different premise, but it's like, you know, the point of view of a either, you know, in, in Dave's perspective, uh, he's not famous yet, mm-hmm. but he's trying to get famous. It's just the point of point of view of a famous person and he does a great job writing he he writes it executive produces it kevin hart's an executive producer one of my favorite things about it is how much he really sells that it's a personality and like you know like sometimes i get behind the mic and like say shit here that like i don't necessarily even agree with they're like you know act it's a, a bit way. yeah a hundred percent you know yeah and it really explains that to people and i feel like sometimes it's overused but there are plenty of people who truly just don't get it. Yeah. You got anything else? Yeah, my favorite high school class was baseball. That was it. That was what it was called. And essentially what we did was look up baseball like stats and shit and What? You got like credit for this? Yeah. And Wait, what high school? Putnam County well, that makes High sense. School. Okay. Home of the Midgets. Not a joke. That's their true mascot. And we watched all of the Ken Burns documentary about baseball mm. streaming for free currently on PBS. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. Honestly, check it out. Like it's really good. And my very last one is Christopher Nolan planted 500 acres of corn for the film interstellar because he didn't want to CGI the farm in. So after filming, he then turned around and sold that farm for a profit. Because it had Interstellar filmed on it or just like appreciation of land? Do you know? Uh, no, it was not described in what I watched. Interesting. Um, there I mean, is a video about it, but that was too much for me. Because if you're, I mean, even if they just bought that and sat on it for like a year while they were filming or whatever, you know, it could have just appreciated or he could have sold it as this is where we shot Interstellar. And I think like he planted all the corn or like had somebody do it. Yeah. So it was not farmland and then became farmland. So that probably helped as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you got now? Hit the music. So I said that we would mention things that people in Japan love earlier. Oh yeah. And it's a good little teaser. We also came off of, we're talking about Midway last week and the world war two. So during World War II, we everybody's familiar with like the crazy shit the Nazis did. That was super inhumane. Correct. Nobody really talks about Japan doing the same sort of things. So I know they did some fucked up shit. Like I mean, there's literally like a, a what is it called? The the raping of Nanking. Isn't that one of the things that they did to China where they just went in and like Yeah. Oh, that pillaged. was to a village there, yeah. This yeah. is um, not necessarily inhumane acts by other people, like a village. Is this more like a scientist? Yeah, type, it's like a like science experimental, yes. not just like savagery, but correct. Okay, so which kind of is the same thing in a sense, but Unit Seven Thirty One is a biological and chemical warfare research and development unit of the Imperial Japanese Army that undertook lethal human experimentation during the Second World War, which you think of, you look at it, you're like, okay, this is a little concerning. I'm not going to go into the gruesome details. If you're a conspiracy person, look into it because it goes from like some things that are fact to like, you know, just outlandish stories. Like they're just like taking stabs at what could have happened, part of it? I think that it's sort of the same thing as when the Nazis were experimenting that we have some documentation. Obviously, they wanted to curb that themselves whenever other people found it. So that's kind of cut back. But whenever you go and look at the actual stuff that happened, you're able to see that truly the full extent of this, because we already know that it's been purified a bit, 
truly the full extent of it could have been way worse. And I think people just let their imaginations run. Yeah. Like some, I mean, they just like storytelling. I mean, there's, there's hyperbole and oh, everything. A hundred percent. Um, the parent program of this was actually the epidemic prevention and water purification department of some part of the Japanese army that I'm not going to try to pronounce and be rude. And the general Smart. who commanded it was actually doing the same thing shortly after world war one. And they were so intrigued by it that they gave him this facility. So oh government was full on board, really goes deep and disgusting. Do you think that we, it's not as widely discussed, at least around where we're from because we dropped the n- nuclear bombs? I don't think that's a terrible point, but I think the reason that it's not as widely discussed is we have so much more contempt for Germany because this was more of just, it was fucked up and it was scientific, but it, the basis of it wasn't, I'm going to select this group of humans and do experiments specifically on them. True. Okay. I don't know. I just always felt like there was, and it might be just to like what I got exposed to. There's just always more like cold, hard knowledge and like factual information on what the Germans were doing. that was fucked up. And like, there could be that for the, what the Japanese were doing. And I was just never shown it. You know, I was never taught about it. Well, you bring up a good point there because I think post-war Germany took so much more responsibility than Japan. I think a lot of the way the narrative was just like Hitler started it. Which is true. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, that was what happened. And I don't know. It feels like, and this is just like what it, like just a hunch. What it feels like to me is like, we were able to quote unquote, like this isn't a good way to turn it, but like punish the Japanese. Like we were able to, to like in a lot of people's minds back then, like rectify what they did to us. Whereas like against Germany, we, we stopped them, but it wasn't as like a cold hard, like, yes, we like, you know, did this to punish them. Well, I think the blame is also directed in different ways. When we look at Germany, the blame is directed completely towards Hitler and his like high level of there's like one person. There's there's a face. There, yeah, there a hundred percent is that. And even below that, like there's like the Archangel of Death, like these yeah, people yeah. who have crazy names that like there's a tree. You can track of, it. You exactly. Can, you're like, all right, now this fucker did this, and then like this mm-hmm. is all this, and then Japan. It was like Japan did this. I it wasn't ever think, like I I wasn't didn't ever see it as like. Germany did this. It was always like Hitler and the Nazis. And then it was like Japan did that. And we also, as white Americans, understand so much less about Asia than we do. It's true. Germany. Yeah. All right. So let's get into some sports that are silly, that are silly, but it's, it's the sports world. Now the sports world of what we're experiencing currently is what we got. So because of, just the lack of news information, I found a little deep dive into the 1977 NBA draft, which was absolutely crazy. So back in that day, the NBA draft had 10 rounds. Um, You know, we currently have two today. And in the later rounds, instead of actually picking players, they would do publicity stunts. So in 1997, the Utah Jazz, with their, I don't know, I really wish I knew so I could give like some David Stern music, like whatever the draft intro is. The Utah Jazz select a pregnant woman. What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's chaotic as fuck. (laughs) I don't know if they named a specific pregnancy, like if they're claiming the woman and her child, because at this point, not a crazy idea. Let's select like LeBron's wife. Whoa, that's like they're truly thinking ahead. That would not fly today's day and age. Well, neither would some of these other picks uh, because the Kings. Was this like an expansion draft? Nope. They just had ten rounds, and you you really didn't need it. Yeah, like that's just there wasn't like a the team is like fifteen people. Like there's like had fifteen people, and like all right, let's draft. Two thirds of our team. Exactly. Yeah. The Kings. It's like the baseball draft. Like the 37 rounds. It's like there's just too many fucking rounds. Like that. But they can actually use those players because yeah, of the but developmental you, But you take like, you draft Russell Wilson. Like Patrick Mahomes was drafted. Right. Russell Wilson. You take like reaches like that. A hundred percent. The Kings reached on 
honestly, a great athlete at the time, Bruce Jenner. And the league rejected two of the picks that year, which were both by the Lakers, <laughs> who took Scooby-Doo and a wooden chair. Yeah, they were just bored as fuck. Oh, yeah. Well, that was how many titles did they win in the 70s? They were more the 80s, right? Celtics? I don't remember. That was probably yeah, when yeah. they had a lot of good players, though, and they're like, fuck it. Let's just take a wooden chair and tell these guys to fuck off. <laughs> like, think about having, like, Kareem. The Boston Celtics drafted a water boy, and then yeah. after, the Lakers countered with Scooby-Doo. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, Bird and Magic were the 80s, I'm pretty sure. But, like, think about if you had, like, Super Team, and you're like, well, why the fuck were we even drafting people that we're just going to cut? Like, that's just rude right. to a person. So you're like, yeah, we'll draft Scooby-Doo. So a little bit more context on the Bruce Jenner pick was the Kansas City Kings, and the 77 draft was right after the Olympics. So that one, like, oh, okay, it kind of makes sense. Uh, and the New Orleans Jazz at the time, today Utah, um, the woman that they drafted who was pregnant was a three-time All-American at Delta State University and was inducted into the National Basketball Hall of Fame in 1992. Interesting. So her pregnancy prevented her from attending training camp. But honestly, that might have been a legitimate pick because there are no rules in the NBA about not having a woman on your team. There's rules now? No, still to this day. Oh, yeah, I don't see why they wouldn't. like. Yeah, you can have a woman on your team. It's yeah. fine. That's crazy. I bet the I bet the newspapers were fucking having a heyday with that back in the day. Just like James Harden did at this uh, strip club that he got well, his jersey retired at? James Harden's had a heyday at every strip club he's ever been to. Fair. Uh, but we found an article that's posted on our Twitter today about James Harden's jersey retirement at a specific strip club that just was quoted as a large sum of money. Do you think they put his jersey in the rafters or put it up half mast on a pole. I like the pole idea a lot. Uh to be honest, I thought that they just would have put it at the top. I imagine it's one of those like two story poles. The yeah, the one that goes all the way up. Right. And it's just at the top of one of those. Honestly, I hope that every single pole is dedicated to a specific person. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's like a if you're a businessman and come in, they'll retire your jacket. Yeah, that's like at a at a like a celebrity golf tournament. Each hole is like, you know, like you know, you would you would say like fuck, I don't know. Like Magic Johnson's hole, like hole seventeen and he's like standing there waiting at the fucking celebrity golf tournament. I don't know, that's the first person that came to my mind for some reason. I think it's just because we were talking about Showtime Lakers. Um But or or when they retired it, do you think they had all the strippers come out wearing his jersey? Mm, uh, I don't think so because it, at a Jersey retirement ceremony, it's kind of like we're done using this. So I wonder if there was like, maybe it was an athletic themed strip club and they had like these sexy jerseys that they wore and they're like, we're no longer going to wear yours. Like just the Rockets logo stickers covering <laughs> up the nips is what they had. I think oh, do you think all the strippers came out with beards on? I hate that. That would be funny. It would be really funny. Yeah, he would be like, what the fuck? I was assuming he'd <laughs> Honestly, be, I'd, I'd leave. He'd be really mad. He'd be like, I thought you guys were supposed to honor me. <laughs> we got to get off that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's move on to to another sports league that's popping currently. Yeah. Even right now, I just got some texts about um, a player moving. Kendall Fuller, cornerback for the Kansas City Chiefs that we acquired in a trade, has gone back to the Washington Redskins. Four-year, $40 million deal. Good for him. I don't need him. Um, another deal that just happened, Amari Cooper, five-year, $100 million deal for the Dallas Cowboys. Sources say he never wanted to leave Dallas. Um, and then one that happened right before, right before, Stephon Diggs, he was going crazy online all day. He was yeah. saying shit was about to pop off. He was ready. And then somebody was somebody tweeted back at him and was like, "Yo, this shit like you always do this. Like nothing ever happens." And he was like, "No, something's happening today." And he is officially with the Bills. 
honestly, Minnesota to Buffalo, what's the difference? Not much. Really? Yeah, I can't think of it. I mean, you, I, I think you have a better quarterback. Like, football-wise, you go from Kirk Cousins to Josh Allen, which we can talk about Kirk Cousins here in a second. Also got that bag. Yeah, which he, I think he will forever. Yeah. It's like him Death and... Death taxes, Kirk Cousins signing way better deal than he should have. And for like the 2010s, it was Sam Bradford. He's the new Sam Bradford. Honestly, Ryan Tannehill kind of in that conversation as well. Craziness. But Ryan Tannehill probably performs better than both of them. At certain point in the last year, recency bias. I mean, when he was probably. in Miami, he wasn't really. I mean, when has Kirk Cousins been like, yeah, we had a couple of good games there. Kirk Cousins actually played pretty well in the season last year. I mean, he show, he didn't show up in some of his Monday night games and like some of his primetime games, but he actually played pretty well during the season. And like when you looked at the advanced analytics, which I mean, he didn't really pass the eye test. Showtime Kirk is uh, non-existent. Yeah, that's true. But Stefan Diggs is moving out and moving up. Good for him. Yeah. And another notable wide receiver. By the way, we're talking about the NFL. I don't know if I even mentioned that, but the NFL has actually been popping off today. So it's officially tampering period. So is that what that means? The league year has started. Or no, the league year hasn't started yet. The league year starts on the 18th, mm-hmm. I think. And we have the tampering period right now, which is they can teams can basically legally like talk to other players and agree out to these deals. None of them are official yet. And my favorite part about this is you have like Chase Daniel was talking about, he was like, oh, none of this is official, blah, 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 because they were talking bad about Mitch Trubisky all day because the Bears have been looking shopping quarterbacks. So you have the players who are mad, who are tweeting out and like posting on Instagram, like, don't know why you guys report all this. Like, none of it's official. Like, quit, quit bad mouthing people. And then you have the players who are fucking happy as shit that they're getting out of their situation, like Stefan Diggs, who's just posting on Instagram, posting on Twitter being like mood and it's just like a picture of Josh Allen or like, you know, like uh, Deshaun Watson or excuse me, DeAndre Hopkins did the same thing. That's yeah, what I was going to say. Yeah. He posted a on his Instagram. Meme. Yeah. And was like excited that he's going, which he's going from, he might not like the Texans organization, but he's downgrading in quarterbacks. That was the question I wanted to ask. Is that specifically about Bill O'Brien and the Texans yes. or is it because of Deshaun? It's the Texans front office and because they've been a shit show ever since their owner died. They have yet to hire a GM. So Bill O'Brien is the acting GM and the head coach and he is so bad at this. They they took a fat fucking L in that trade. They got David, uh, Johnson. David Johnson and a second round and they traded away DeAndre Hopkins in a fourth round. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I mean. They also got rid of somebody else. Last year, they got rid of Genevieve Clowney. Yeah, and, and they didn't they get didn't, a first round for either of them. And those are studs. Those yeah. are two studs. DeAndre Hopkins, when he has a healthy quarterback and when he's firing, he's one of the most dangerous wide receivers in the NFL. The Probably some of the best hands in the NFL and route running. Ability. I think he's streaky, personally. He is, but he does have those games where it's like, why the fuck did you drop that? He was consistent for all those years, though, when he had no early on. Yeah. You know, now teams are obviously game planning against him a little more. Um, You go and now he has Larry Fitzgerald in the slot and he has a mobile quarterback who's going to break coverages with his legs. But I I do think which Deshaun Watson was as well. Um, I think they're just poorly coached. Like Bill O'Brien down the middle in short routes. DeAndre Hopkins. Here's those footsteps like. Bill O'Brien was just not coaching that offense appropriately. I think if DeAndre Hopkins is a lot of other places in the league, he's just as good as he was. I think since Bill O'Brien's come, he doesn't like him. Like he, he hasn't been doing well. You put Andy Reid on the Texans, they do better. I hate that fucking... Sorry, it's just... Uh, this whole thing, after Ryan Tannehill signed his contract, yeah. which was a fucking... A nice little bag Yoli for him. Yeah. Everybody got to talking about like ranking quarterbacks and shit. And every single person was just talking shit about Patrick Mahomes and how it's like, oh, he's like, he wouldn't be as good if he didn't have Reed. Like, obviously those two work great together. But have you not fucking watched the guy play football? I think it's very clear that Andrew's, Andrew, good God, Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback. 
He, yeah, he's just a freak talent. And being able to not read defenses because you know Deshaun was already doing that because he was sitting there bitching in the press conferences. Yeah. Well, Deshaun Watson also had a year off. Mm -hmm. um, True. To sit there and just study and just like sit, break down film and just like be stewing over how yeah. bad he is at Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Um, but people were talking about like, oh, you put so in this quarterback on the Chiefs and he's doing well with all those weapons. And it's like, bro, we had like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. They're, they're great weapons. Like Miko Hardman drafted well to get him. Like there's, there's a lot of these guys who are like, oh, you guys had great running backs. Name them. I think that people overrate weapons, and we're currently seeing that with the Browns. Good point. Yeah. Same a, shit every year. year. Oh, my God. I'm so fucking sick of people being like, this is the Browns' year. Look at all their you know, talent. They have a stud, whatever, just enter X for the current year. And, oh, they're just a quarterback away now. If this was last year, everybody's just riding Baker. They're like, Baker oh, was this is great. the... One of the higher MVP picks, right? For most analysts, mm -hmm. it was their like dark horse MVP, Baker Mayfield. Ridiculous. I mean, win, just win. Show up and win some games. Don't be a fucking mess. Stop hitting people on the head with helmets. And it's I know that's the other side of the anymore. ball. You have to. I mean, you can have all the talent and the weapons and all this whatever that you want. It's if you're not playing together, it doesn't matter. And if you don't have good coaching and a good front office, which is clearly shown, this is what separates teams. Yeah. What are the what's the formula the Patriots have? They have the best coach that's ever walked this planet Earth, and they have a front office that fucking kicks ass and takes names and signs good players before they're good and lets players go before they've already started bottoming out. Mm -hmm. They're not afraid to get rid of someone before they're bad. I don't think any of those points are unvalid, but uh, Vince Lombardi would like a word. That was a different league. He had six plays. They worked. Yeah, but, I mean, he had six plays. Yeah, fair, fair uh, point. But, I mean, you're seeing right now with just what the Chiefs are doing, what I, the 49ers are starting to do it as well. They have a good young coaching staff that is, and they they put some pieces together around it, and they have a good front office uh Motherfucker. He was a safety for the Bucks. I can't remember his name now. Uh, Rondé Barber. No. That's a running back. Uh, uh, what's his brother? Tiki. Tiki was the running back. Rondé was the safety. Was he? Yep. I thought they were both running backs. No, no, no. Because Tiki played, Tiki for, played for the Giants. Giants and yeah. Rondé played for the uh, Bucks as a safety. I have to look up the... I have to look up the Niners... Uh, General manager, real quick. He's very, he's very good at his job. I think that that formula, John Lynch, the formula goes deep, and you know you see it even in the Seahawks currently. Yeah, I mean you just have to be unified. It's a unified front, and and that's what gets players to stay there and gets them to like actually play hard for the organizations. They understand that from top to bottom, everybody's on the same page. Everybody's mm -hmm. working together, which I think is a different pit of despair if you're there, you know, because we're all hyped up every year about the Browns talent, but we know that managerial wise, they're not going to be there, but I do not respect Pete Carroll as a coach, but I think that why is that? I don't think he shows up in big games. I don't think he makes the right decisions. He chomps that gum. I, right. I think he does okay game plan wise, but I think whenever it comes down to very single decisions, he typically doesn't make the right one. I think that as a whole scheme, he truly sees the big picture and knows what to do. But I think play to play, he's not that good. I think he's a very good players coach. That's true. I yeah. agree with that as well. Yeah. And I think that that has been true, and that's how you're successful, especially in college. Oh, for sure. Well, recruiting is 90% of right. what you got going on. You and just got to get the pieces there. That jump to the NFL and still having that is huge. Being yeah. a player's coach in both leagues, not typically done, and mad respect to him for doing that, but I think that you know he will literally go down in infamy because of why didn't you hand Marshawn the ball? Yeah. There's plenty of times that it's like that single play call was very questionable. That's true. Um I was talking about not a front the office with the Niners, but that was on front office and coaching being unified to move to some ununified, the Bears. The Bears. 
they're out here shopping quarterbacks, and they got Mitch Trubisky just sitting there. And that's why Chase, I mentioned Chase Daniel was upset earlier. They're sitting here. They're shopping Teddy Bridgewater, Nick Foles. Uh, who else? I thought Teddy signed already. No. Well, no. unofficially. Let me. I'm not gonna be able to find. It. There's too much, too much noise. Oh, I think. Oh, Marcus Mariota to the Raiders. I didn't even see that. That just happened. Is that true? Yeah. Who? Ian Rapport. Wow. Uh, that's interesting because I really was all in on Jameis and John Gruden. I know it's sad. I would have. I wonder where Jameis is going to go. Nobody else is going to be as entertaining. I think that the Bucks coach really likes him, and there's a good chance that he stays there. Just because they didn't have a super productive year last year, he still. If you take away the picks from Jameis Winston, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah, but you just can't take away picks. I agree with that, but I think that you make small, slight adjustments, we might be a lot closer to that than we typically are. I mean, he, yeah, if he reduces throwing interceptions by... Who knows what it is? Maybe the dude just needs glasses. He got LASIK surgery this offseason, so there will not be any more excuses. Were all the grocery stores filled with crab legs? He got those as a gift. That's what I would say, too, if I was under the NCAA. Well, it was... No, it was... No, it's the other way. You would say you stole them because it's less of an NCAA violation to steal them than to receive them as a gift. That's why he said he stole them. <laughs> Literally, it came out that the store worker, the store worker was like, "Oh shit, Jameis Winston! Here's some crab legs," and gave them to him, and he just walked out with them. And there, he was like, "No, just take these." And then when it all started coming out that, like, you can't receive gifts. Who reported that? I, I, some narc, yeah, the fucking, cause the, the security cam footage was out there, but it was less of an NCAA violation for him to steal something than to receive a gift. I'm so dumb with people. Also, I think Philip Rivers to the Colts, isn't that? Yeah, I think that's that official. Yeah. Man, so much movement. That's, I, I t- what, wait, didn't I say Indianapolis, Philip Rivers earlier? I said it was the perfect city for him with all the chain restaurants. Maybe. You remember that? No. I need to go back and find that. I'm pretty sure that I am on record saying Philip Rivers to the Colts. I like that. Yeah. Because I said, imagine him going into like every chain restaurant being like, Rivers, table for 11. <laughs> By that time, it might be 12. Oh, you got to celebrate moving into a new city. Oh, correct. Hit every Applebee's in town. Well, I mean, Indianapolis is the chain it's uh, like the restaurant ch- capital of the world. Yeah, because they that's their like tester market. So they they have every single one. Midwestern white people love chain restaurants. Yes. Honestly, that was one of my biggest beefs with my high school girlfriend is I would like I went with this girl to Florida and like we went like so many different places and we'd go to Florida and they're like, "Oh, hey, there's a good little Applebee's down the street." I I want fucking seafood. I can get Applebee's at home. Yes. Yes. Love bandanas as well. Which, I don't really hate bandanas, but... Uh, it's everywhere. I don't need that in my life. Unless we're on a road trip and we want to stop at Cracker Barrel. There's never that's a bad a time story. for Cracker Barrel. And I'll tell you what, there is a perfect time for Cracker Barrel, and that's slightly hungover Sunday morning. Yeah. Like, one of those Sunday mornings that you wake up at 7.30 and just cannot go back to bed. Yeah. Like, you wake up and you're like, alright, I'm awake, I'm hungover as fuck, let's go get something to fix this. Yep, 100%. Let's go sit in a rocking chair outside Cracker Barrel and wait 20 minutes for our table. Get a couple good games of checkers in. Pound some chocolate milks. Yes. 100%. Oh. I've never been to a Cracker Barrel and seen an elderly white man who tri- like treated the waitress like super well. Like there's at least one every time that did bad. Yeah. We don't, you know, they don't have the greatest reputation reputation for being kind to service workers cracker barrel no elderly white men yeah well white people in general we'll take that l yeah that's on us we can be the difference let's be the difference we want to see in the world 100 percent. all right you got anything else i have the fact that 
I appreciate everybody listening to this podcast and they should go and check out the website and they should follow us on Twitter at SNKY Athletic Pod as well as email us. Those are my favorite. If everybody who listens to this pod tells two people about the pod and then they those people each tell two people and then those two people those they each tell two people eventually we'll be what's the math on that? I think it comes out to like uh 1.6 to the e like 10 I don't know. It's whatever that thing. You know the that old thing where you put like the you have the checkerboard or the chessboard and it's like one grain of rice and then you double it and it's two grains of rice and then four then eight. Yeah. And like, it's would you rather have a million dollars or a penny that doubles every day? Yeah, and then by the time you get to the end of the checkerboard, it's more rice that's on the planet Earth. Yeah. That's that. But for our podcast. People really be doing some good visual math with rice. I think it's, yeah. I think it's just like the easiest one to do. Miss me with counting out grains of rice. I think it's the easiest one to do. It's like the most readily available. It's cheap to get. You can't really do it with like corn. Like nobody's just going to go buy a big bag of corn because then you can't like cook it. You know, like hard corn, like soybean. Like it's just a grain that you can. There's cook a couple later. of motherfuckers in Nebraska who are just pissed at you right now. Well, it's a lot bigger. Like to think that do that math with the corn. You're like all of a sudden you got a grain bin full of fucking corn. You're like, what the fucker? Like, I... we gotta quit. Nobody got that. Well, some people did, but not everybody understood what a grain bin of corn was. Like. Shout out for the service company. Oh, 100. percent They the boys. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Sneak out.